Hello, all you beautiful, badass, drywall finishers, hangers, whatever. Welcome to an educational episode of the Drywall Podcast. I am your host once again, Nick Harmon. With us today, Cal Bakeberg out of Kokato, Minnesota. Cal is a 25-year-old who runs his own company that started out mowing lawns. He learned how to finish from a couple of bad asses and never looked back. We talk about that. We talk about his drywall technique, but we also talk about how he came up in the trade. He would run the box, and I mean, that's he'd been running the box since he was 12 or something in it. I just look at him like, how in the world are you doing that? You know, these were 12 foot sheets, it's a long handle, and it just looks like nothing to him. So I'm yeah. thinking, like, oh, yeah. We can pull yeah. that off. Well, no, that's yeah. just not how it goes. So it was a lot of that and checking blades, and he'd teach me how to repair boxes and um, stuff like that. But that was the first thing I did, uh, putting on corner bead through a hopper, stuff like that. But Cal is a super great guy and a good interviewer, and I'm very inspired by this young man. I'm also super stoked to introduce... GWI as our sponsor for the month of March. GWI happens to hail from England, Swindon no less, established in 2021. GWI is the UK's fastest growing independent drywall finishing supply store, supplying finishing products and taping tools to tradespeople nationwide, holding brands such as, but not limited to, Wondertex. Panel Ray, Level 5, and of course, Fresco Harmony, my personal favorite, and many more. They supply it, you apply it. You can find GWI online at www.gwiltd.com or by visiting the store in Swindon, England. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. But for now, Cal Bakeberg out of Kokato. Minnesota on the 86th episode of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> is that your, that's an FBM hat. I like that. It is. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy actually just gave it to me. He was on a job and FBM was delivering some drywall. So yeah. Yeah. So it was a gift. I, I didn't receive it from them, but yeah, it's a uh, okay. sweet hat. Yes. Yeah, so we got the same. Same I should have put of. my fresco hat on, dude. I just didn't want to wreck you it. You got one? Yeah, I got two. <laughs> you did? How'd you get two? What the hell? I ordered them from you. Oh, that's that, right. That's right. Yeah, you. Well, you probably get so many orders, but yeah, you sent me a bunch of colors with it too. Just a treat. My son's like, Dad, we got to do it in my room. So I got a, another wall must... in his room now, but. Oh, that's right. You ordered hats. I didn't have any. And I was like, "Ugh, I got to order hats. And so then I sent you some hats and a couple extra color packs. Yeah. Yeah. For being a slacker. Uh, we yeah, got no. uh, for me being a slacker, not having no, stock. Yeah, um, I don't know how you keep up on everything. It's it's impressive. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I uh Sometimes I get stressed out a little bit, but I, you know, um, I, you know, I, I, I keep it pretty even keel. I think that's important. I try not to, uh, get stressed 
get stressed, you know, so busy to the point where I'm stressed. Like, I don't yeah. like that. Um, but I don't, I'm not in the field as much. So like a good drywaller, like, I feel like I need to be doing things all the time. Right. Like the worker that I am, the, the, you know, the, where I came from like mm -hmm. that, you know? So I, the podcast has taken a lot of work and, you know, the product takes a lot of work, but man, I enjoy it. Let's talk yeah. about that a, a little bit. So we got Cal Bakeberg from Minnesota, Okoto. Kokoto. 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 Yeah. And just so you guys don't think that I don't know how to spell or read C-O-K-A-T-O, Kokoto. Correct. Uh, not to be confused with potato. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota. And Cal is a very young 25 years old. And you've been, how long have you been in the trade? Uh, I started when I was 19. Yeah. Uh, 19 out of high school. I worked for the summer mowing lawns and didn't know what I wanted to do. And Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I, I mowed lawns. I always, uh, had a passion for cutting grass for whatever reason growing up yeah and then uh, in the summertime during high school i'd i'd uh mow for a guy a local guy and then uh fall came around and i didn't know what i wanted to do and there was a company doing steel stud framing and drywall and i was like i don't know anything about that so yeah i started doing that and uh i really enjoyed the crew the crew is um i mean still buddies with the crew that's nice. I worked for them for, for for five years and started on my own two years ago. What is the company? Facility Enhancement Incorporated. And you're still with those guys? I'll do sub work for them, or they're pretty good. Where if I get slow, they'll take me back. And yeah, it's it's good. a good uh, relationship. So uh, they weren't mad that you bootlegged all that great knowledge, and then were like, "Bye, guys, I'm gonna start my own business." Well, <laughs> I, I don't know. They didn't seem too irritated about it, but no, nah. we still have a good relationship. It's, you don't keep yeah. the good ones. You don't keep the good ones for very long, man. It's like, right. It's, it's you a, know, yeah, it's a tricky thing for sure, but it is a tricky thing. Uh, cool. Kyle Bakeberg. Kokato. That's such a cool, uh, cool name. Minnesota there. Uh, do you listen to the drywall podcast sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to, um, uh, a handful of them. I haven't gone through all of them yet, but yeah, yeah I, I yeah. do enjoy it. I yeah. think Adam Luce is from Minnesota. Adam Luce. Yeah, I interviewed Adam Luce. Uh, he he's he was connected indirectly to the tool better than ever, and uh, the the episodes that I do with Kevin Bush, the Adventures in Drywall. And then the most recent episodes with uh, Lee Goldman. So they okay. were sort of affiliated with the wet and stick a little bit, but he's out of Minnesota. He, huh. we've talked a little bit. Well, I mean, you can listen to his episode, but we talk a little bit offline about bringing the, one of these fresco adventures to a commercial space in Minnesota. Um, yeah. Yeah. Editing it. And what, uh, do you know what the name of his company was? MCI. No, he's in Minneapolis. Oh yeah. No, I've seen MCI before. Okay. 
I, I've never done work with them, but when I was, because we work a lot down in the uh, Twin Cities areas. Okay, so, jobs down there. so you're you're close to that. Yeah, we're we're only. I'm I'm an hour west of Minneapolis. There you go. So if we did an adventure, dude, you could come hang Absolutely. out with us. That'd be yeah, fun. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see here. Facility enhancement. Uh, you start on with these guys. How? What did they have you doing when you start on with these guys? You and you had to forego your uh, lawn mowing career. Yep. To yeah, uh, so jump ship. Were you like, wait, let's go back to the lawn mowing a little bit. Were you like just going around? You had a lawnmower in the back of your truck and you're like, hey, I'll mow your lawn? No. So, so I worked for a guy. He had already, um, I don't know for sure. I think he started the company just for his kids. He wanted his kids to uh, mow lawns, stay busy. Okay. And then his kids got older and uh, a buddy of mine worked there and I'd go help him. And then he quit and I was like, oh, I'll just go mow lawns. So, uh, truck and trailer, uh, two mowers, just me running around all day. So I got, yeah. um, yeah, working solo. I have never been against it. You know, to, to an extent you start to wonder, uh, or you start to want to hang out with people and talk with people, but yeah. homeowners would come out and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. And, and you did that for a little while, not long. Yeah. I would say two summers and two then summers. I'd help them too. Yeah. Like fall cleanups, um, we do fall cleanups in the fall. So when I was working for that uh, drywall company, I'd, I'd help them at night just because uh, they didn't really have any employees. It was just him and he used to be a Mason. So he was really busy and yeah, I'd go help out. But yeah, yeah. So I, but at home mowing lawns and then uh, going into the uh, commercial lawn mowing um, business was, was fun too, but not, yeah. not a life thing for me, I guess, but. Okay, and then where were you living at the time? Uh, were you living with your parents at that time? Um, yeah, so I was in high school for the first summer I worked for him. Okay. And then um, the second summer, I think I was still at home. And then when I started working for the drywall company, I I started renting a house with a bunch of my buddies in Dassel. It's just yeah. the town um, east yeah. of, or, yeah. West. And no college, like you didn't, you didn't have any aspirations to go to college. You didn't, and you didn't know like, uh, about trades maybe at the time. No, not at all. I, uh, I, I've always been busy, uh, just since I was a kid. So I, I knew I didn't want to sit in an office, but I didn't know what, uh, what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that, that framing, it was, it was steel stud framing and drywall. So it was like, you know, we'd go through, we'd, we'd do the framing and then we'd hang. And I didn't tape for the first two years I worked there. Um, they had a really good finisher. Uh, well, two guys, um, two Latino guys, just some of the best finishers to this day that I've seen. Nice. So when I was working there, they were like, uh, I was starting to think maybe I want to start building houses with a company. There's a, uh, yeah. my buddy had worked for a guy who built houses yeah, he's like, oh, come work with us. So the morning I, I went to work, I was talking to the foreman and I was like, hey, I I think I want to go build houses. And he's like, no, what do you really want to do? And I was like, I, I don't know. I was like, I've always been interested in taping, but I don't right. know if I have the patience for it. And he said, he said, well, we have Orlando here. He'll teach you. He's the perfect guy to teach you. So that's kind of when the taping started it. And I Interesting. 
why do you think though why do you think you just watch these ballers doing the finish work and they were kicking ass it looks cool when you watch somebody very cool when you watch somebody good but then you get like a pan in your hand with a knife and you're like what how do i put this stuff on the wall it's practice man it's just like straight up practice so uh so you start taping um that's great though that you have the background in framing and hanging how long did you do that for so i did um framing and hanging i i uh well two years uh, i was kind of 50 50 you know you'd frame the job and then you go behind and start hanging it yeah and i i really uh started to enjoy that framing was was um kind of like hit or miss i loved it some days but but drywall hanging the drywall was where my first uh i really started to enjoy that and i um taping was an idea but i never really had a push to do it but i really liked hanging i i started doing side jobs hanging garages basements bathrooms stuff i like think that. hanging's pretty fun if you've got two people it's better um you can do it yourself it's it's uh it's a really cool but you like you got to know how like for sure did you so you must have worked with some pretty good hangers at uh facility yeah yeah the two um they're two foremans at that time they have more foremans now but at that time they grew up uh their dad was a, a really uh good finisher well known in our area and so they had done uh, taping as well, but the the older brother was a hanger, carpenter, really good carpenter, good hanger. Okay, all right. And I learned a lot from them, and then all the other guys uh, that they had trained over the years uh, learned from them as well. So so hanging was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of help in learning that as well. But I mean, going from commercial to residential, it's a different. Oh yeah, it's a it's a different ball game as far yeah. as frame, or hanging, but yeah, yeah. Um... So, and, and kudos too. most people would become a hanger. Like our mindset is such that like, I, I know how to hang now. I can make money doing this. I don't want to go backwards and learn something new because that'll take time and energy when I could be making money. But you didn't seem to have that affliction that most of us have where we get locked into one thing. Um, it was pretty cool too that you talked to the guy. So you had this framing crew or a, a builder that was interested in you coming to work for them. And you were interested in going, which I think is, a, that would be a great education to go build houses. Um, you know, for, for sure. a builder. like that would be good. Uh, but your foreman's like, now nah, we got to keep this guy on. He's too good. He's like, what do you want to well, do, yeah, man? <laughs> Hopefully that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course it was. Of course. So he's like, uh, you know, hey, boss, Cal wants to be a finisher, man. We we got to keep this guy. Orlando. So there's Orlando, Orlando and Antonio. Yeah, it's still, um, yeah, great guys. Uh, the, great taper, guys. the taper boys. Yeah, badasses. Yeah. Antonio. And those guys still there? Antonio's still there. Uh, Orlando went back to uh, Salt Lake City, so I he does a little bit of everything there. But they, I think they got him back. He's uh, he's gonna move back and work for them again, which is awesome. I mean, when he gets slow, he's. I mean, that guy should never be not busy with the right. Yeah, right. You didn't bootleg so, yeah. these two when you left. It was like, hey, you guys, what are you making here? Like, 
<laughs> no, I can make it no. with you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd love nothing more than that. But yeah, it's a... yeah. <laughs> that's tempting. But tempting. It, yeah, definitely. For sure. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to to all that. So, uh, so Cal starts taping. Um, what do they have you start out doing? I was trying to think of that because I heard you ask somebody that. Um... Well, it's interesting too because there's a shortage in the trade. This line of thinking interests me. It's like I know how I learned uh, spot and screws, spinning outlets, you know, with a pan. I had a dude that was like, he was cool. You got to have a cool guy that's patient. Yeah, for sure. That's you got to have that dude who's like, ah, it's easy, man, you know, and then, you know, soon you can start racing them and stuff. But like, you got to have a patient teacher. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to me where people start and then the progression that they make with the tools. Yeah, so I, I for sure wiping down tapes. Uh, he ran the, the bazooka, okay. and that was a blast to watch. So I was just amused by that starting. Yeah. So I just so he would he would run the bazooka, and I'd be on. Well, there's no way I was on stilts right away. I he must have been on. I don't know how we did it. Either way, I was wiping down tapes to start of the job. Yeah, and and he had he taught me the importance of pre-filling, and and what. Um, what's necessary to pre-fill and what's not. Uh, he was very picky about that. Commercial, just, I feel like it's a bigger deal than residential, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I don't know. That's the only way I know. Because, like, they, when I was in the union, they were big on pre-filling. It was this big deal. And I've seen two schools of thought. But as I started working on my own and stuff and doing heavier, more textural finishes and stuff like that, I'm mm-hmm. like... Why waste the time? I hate to I hate to say I might get backlash. I might get backlash from the drywall community, but I'm like, stop wasting your fucking time. They don't pay enough to go. And I like to hear other people's point of view on it too. And does the tape has has has, have you ever seen like tape or a job fail because somebody didn't pre-fill? Like maybe I would say butt joints, but I, okay. so that's, that's, that was his big thing was we V out our butt joints and we pre-fill our butt joints. And then, um, yeah, I mean the flats, if there's gaps, we pre-fill that. And in his year, this might start something, but sure. his big thing on the first coat on the screws is a quick set material. That's in, since I started, that's how I've always done it. And I, I've bad. tried otherwise. Yeah. So, so that first coat you're whipping up 90, and in spot okay. did he care if you streaked with the 90 or did he want you hitting him individual definitely streaking them streaking them okay because yeah, or, I or think one line pull down one line because if you hit him individual on the base coat with a quick set you're getting less shrinkage correct yeah i think that's kind of his idea behind it uh but then your streak, your streak is making your streak is making a thicker line. So like, if, I I wouldn't be against quick set, but maybe do hit the screws individually. Yeah, definitely can see what you're saying. Just for flashing, are you saying after yeah. sanding in that? Yeah. Yeah, so you don't get the buildup. Right. It's uh, it's obviously real tight. I mean, it's on and straight yeah. off, just filling those yeah. holes. But it still does leave that that uh that line of. Do you like it? Do you still do first coat uh, quick set on your screws? I do. I just can't let it go. It's funny how we adopt these little methods and they stick with us, you know? It's Mm -hmm. it's cool. It seems like that's the only way to do it, and I know it's not, and I'm just too stubborn to 
to do it any other way. It, it almost scares me to do it another way, you know? I don't think it's a big deal. You're getting less shrinkage because on that base coat, the screws, you'll always get like the half moons or like, you know, you know, if your mud's too thin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a big deal to whip up a pan and quick set. No, it's really not. But yeah, it's just how I've always done it. But You drink coffee? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm 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 stuck on the energy drinks. I have been for a couple of years. You gotta get off them. But yeah, yeah, I do, the, do coffee. They're sugary. Yeah. Well, I do the zero sugar, but I still there's still stuff in there that's they're bad for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> You're young. You're young. You have time to yeah. to graduate to other things that are better for you. Your body now your body won't react but it's like when you hit like 35 stuff starts to change a little bit you know so you get a little yeah, bit of I time remember when i started working with those guys you know i always picture construction as you know like just rough guys who are eating whatever you know debbie cakes doesn't matter doritos just throw stuff in there and then when i started working for them that's how I packed my lunch at 19 years old. You know, whatever was convenient, just throw it in a lunch bag. Well, these guys were eating celery with hummus and all this stuff. And I just looked at them like, what are you guys eating? Like, how are you even getting full off that wall? As I started to get a little bit older, I was like, oh, they're just they're just being healthy. Like, they're actually being smart, you know. It's... <laughs> this was Orlando and Antonio? Orlando was very picky about what he ate too, but this was just the, the framing and drywall crew. You know, right away, it's just interesting. They were pretty. Off. They were pretty healthy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Still very healthy guys. Okay. They almost All right. kind of take pride in in what they eat and what they put in their body, and rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, but... smart. That we would always <clears throat> compa- compare sandwiches and like talk about the meat. You know, like where do you get your meat? What kind of you know is that boar's head? You know, right type type of thing. Um, I was always fairly healthy, like apple and a sandwich, but it's good. It's definitely good to mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely evolved into a little bit of a healthier plate at lunch, but yeah, back then I just didn't, didn't understand it. Yeah. My wife is, uh, she, she does a lot of research on food and what's in food and what's good with kids and stuff. She kind of adapted that, but yeah. Good, good. And those are her kids or your kids? Uh, There are kids. Yeah. They're your kids. Yeah, we got married. She was 19. I was 21. And our first was born when she was she was actually still 19. But yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so we started young. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. Um, That's awesome. Congratulations. And you have two, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A son and a daughter. Yep. Oh, our man. Son's three and full energy and our daughter's a girl. It's yeah. It's, Excellent. It's Excellent. Yeah. Um, Okay, so back to learning how to finish with Cal Bakeberg. Uh and 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 Orlando and Antonio. Shout out to those guys for yeah, having absolutely. patience and teaching you the right way to do it, right? Yeah, this I'm is, very fortunate. This is taping with Cal the right way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so wiping down and screws you're following the bazooka that's pretty much all you're doing making sure the buckets are full of water cleaning tools so they're running all all, they're running all the tools this is commercial too so there's a lot of nitpicky you don't have to worry as much about the piece rate stuff you get to i think it's great to learn commercial because you can you're not stressed with the time 
people that learn peace maybe are going to be like learn shittier and they'll mm-hmm. be they'll take those shitty habits with them whereas if you learn in the union or like commercial it's like you keep a clean mixing area you care about your appearance you take a lunch when you need to you yeah. learn you prefill you learn about prefill and like cutting out your uh, little blisters and stuff like that yeah blow out stuff yeah 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 the, we would like cut them out little dudes would cut them out like they never wanted you pounding them in so so we would go around the corner like we you'd have these like anal uh like journeyman union dudes you know that would yell at you they get all mad and stuff especially if you're like you know so when you're pounding in a screw you know you can hear it so we go around the corner and like pound on the wall all the time and they're what are you doing yeah, yeah. Just, so to, we, just to stir the pot a little bit. Yeah, just to fuck yeah. with them. And then yeah. we would have, uh, we did all kinds of shit, man. We would get rowdy, like where you like spray the adhesive on their tools. You know, <laughs> it would be really light where like you just do a little bit of mud on the handle and set the handle yeah. upside down. So when they grab the, the, they grab it, they get mud on their hand. That's a fun one, yeah, of that's, course. But we would flip tool belts around. You know, we'd all go to lunch. Oh, no. Nice. Uh, hanging. <laughs> and you come back, one guy throws two belt down, it's on the right side. That's it. Uh, we yes. love jokes like that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so, anyways, uh, in the union, what we were talking about is the it's a good way to learn because you learn properly and you learn like the detail aspect. And, and a lot of times in the defensive commercial, it's smooth finish. So, you learn proper smooth finish down here in the Southwest. Like they don't do proper smooth. You could, I can see smooth finish and I'm like, you know, that's like a level four at best. Right. You know, that ain't no level five, but they're not also, they're not paying for it. You know, they want level five for nothing. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Right. True level five. They can't afford it. Like, no, Right. Or they don't, it's not necessary. It's actually the first time I've ever been on a job that was actually technically level five. I was working, uh, helping that company out. I was on an air force base, uh, in Minneapolis and that was a true level five. And that was, I mean, it was a, a lot more work, but it was fun to, to finally do one like that. I mean, I've, I've skimmed out, uh, smooth ceilings and houses and stuff like that. Just, uh it's sometimes it's necessary with the, with the lighting and stuff like that, but I'd never yeah. done just rooms like that. So it was kind of, it was fun, but. Yeah. 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 I, I would assume that the new skimming blades would be the cat's meow for level five. Like you, yeah. you'd have to have a 48 inch skimming blade and that's always going to be your last pass. Right. You know? Yeah. So we <laughs> like, rolled it on actually. We had one okay. guy rolling, one guy uh, pulling the blade behind. So yeah. Cool, was... cool. So let's go down the timeline of the learning process. What was after? I assumed you probably stuck with the hand tools for quite a while. If they were good teachers, they would have fleshed you out on the hand tools, running corner bead, all of that before they put you onto a, a automatic tool or semi-automatic tool. What was the first semi-automatic tool that you learned? It was the box, the 10 inch flat box. Okay. Uh, he had me, so all of it was stand ups, and uh, he would run the box. And I mean, that's, he'd been running the box since he was 12 or something in it. 
I just look at them like, how in the world are you doing that? You know, these were 12 foot sheets. It's a long hand on. It just looks like nothing to them. So I'm yeah. thinking like, oh yeah, we can pull yeah. that off. Well, no, that's yeah. just not how it goes. So it was a lot of that and checking blades and he'd teach me how to repair boxes and um, stuff like that. But that was the first thing I did, uh, putting on corner bead through a hopper, stuff like that. But um, which, I mean, all the windows were wrapped uh, on our commercial jobs. So I was wrapping okay. in, or, uh, corner beading windows and, and you were using tape on, I assume we're using trim tacks or uh, like what, what kind rock. of bead? sheetrock brand. Okay. Yeah. Or bead or the same thing. So he's more by that. I always liked, I always liked tape on corner bead. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it has pros and cons. Uh, the con that move I'm learning. It, move it around yeah. a little bit. I like that. I like that when it sets up, it's like strong as hell. It doesn't crack right. up the side. Um, so, and I never was, I, I predated, uh, the hopper, the, you know, that whole concept wasn't around, mm -hmm. but when I was in Colorado, they were, we had a metal dude, big Dave. He like went around and put on the metal. He had a crimper, crimp and he'd like staple and crimp and all that. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, my buddy was just asking me, I've actually never used metal corner bead before I, I got, and to then try it once. we would do uh nah, you don't need to try it. And then, uh, <laughs> it sucks. Like, and that it's, it's far less superior. Like there's no need to try metal corner bead ever. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, we were doing it. it, we were doing it, but I mean, honestly, if somebody can tell me the benefit, I'm open to listening, but then we would, because it was, we were high altitude in Colorado. The house would settle. You get like the freeze and the thaw underneath the house. We would fiber tape and then run base coat quick set on the corner bead. And yeah, that, that, I've heard of people doing that. Here, that was the only, the only place that I did that. That makes a pretty badass corner. It's tough. I, yeah. I still don't think it's as good as paper and you, and you have a, um, you have a lower profile on tape on corner bead too. You don't waste as much mud. I feel like as metal, mm -hmm. but people will, people might would probably disagree with me. That's okay. Yeah, not if you, if you disagree shit. with Cal, if you disagree with Cal or me, you think we're full of shit, whatever, feel free to email me info at frescoharmony.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'd love uh, to hear it too. I'll post it, you know, like, like, uh, maybe we'll, we will propose the picture or, uh, the question when I go to advertise Cal's, uh, podcast that, you know, we discuss the difference between metal and tape on corner bead. If you have a preference, we'd like to hear it. Chime in. You can win a couple color packs or something, some Columbia swag. Yeah, <laughs> But this will be on in uh you this one won't air until uh March. Okay. So GWI will probably be our sponsor at that time. Yeah. So sure. those guys are cool out of Swindon. They sell fresco Swindon? harmony. Swindon, England. Oh, really? Wow, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. Re really cool guy. And they do it differently over there too, man. It's you know. Uh, and the Canadians, those guys are badass. You know, I've interviewed and Water met a lot. So good. And it's all hawk and trowel. Do you do, do yeah. you, I assume you guys were learning pan and knife. Pan and knife. Yeah. Still a pan and knife guy. 
Cool. So you learn the 10 inch box. Where do you go from there? You, do you get that down before you start jumping onto other tools or how, how does that, how does that whole process go? I would say it was a lot of, um, it was kind of whatever process we were at. He would, he would take time out of the day to explain to me how to run it. And then he basically just let me run away with it and try to figure it out on my own. I mean, teach me everything I need to know about it, but yeah. kind of like, let me figure out how the tool, I mean, yeah. running a box where the pressure is and, and stuff like that. He explained to me the numbers on the box, what that was for and yeah. what number we traditionally run our flats on and all okay. that stuff. And then, I mean, was he going behind you? Cause I mean, it's easy enough to let like an apprentice run the box and then you can go behind and smooth it out if you have to. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he would tell me, you know, there's not enough pressure up top and he'd explain why I look at, I mean, cool. you don't have that blade tight, you know? Cool. And then, uh, where, where do you go from there on the tools? Uh, I'm sure I went to the 12, 12, naturally. The 12. nail spotter yeah. or no, 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 he doesn't, he doesn't okay. like nail spotters. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, have you I, used one? I, yes, I use them. No, they're pretty I use good. A three, <laughs> and then I bought Columbia's five and a half inch box. I there love you go. Box. So I, I get, I guess if it's tight enough, you, you're creating extra streaks, but God, they're fast. It's like, they're so fast, you know, oh and my it, God. it eliminates stilts and yeah. It's, yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Right. Bam, bam. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, they got one of these? What's this? No, I got to get one of those. So <clears throat> I what asked was... him about them. I, I said, Orlando, uh, why don't you use nail spotters? He's like, oh, I have a couple of them. I don't like them. And that was the end of it. I never asked again. You know, I, I didn't yeah. question him. I, I had a lot of, no. still have a lot of respect for him. But Of course. Of course. Well, it creates a rigid line, but so does streaking. I mean, there's an argument that could be made for like do an individual spot on the base coat, you know? Cause I mean, I've seen it, man. You look down a wall and it's like, maybe you don't see the butts and bands, but you see the goddamn streaks from the screws, you know? It's like, yeah, you're creating all these little butts with mud when you streak essentially, unless your mud is super tight and you can, you know, you can grind it off. Um, yeah, sanding it is is uh, real important too. But yeah, the speed you the speed that you save with the nail spotter, I think, makes it worthwhile on the second and third coat, not on the first coat, mind you, because you right. got the click. Yeah, got I don't click. You got all the clickers. And misses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, if you got a bird or misses or whatever, yeah, you got to like take care of all that on the base coat. So you don't use yeah. the nail spotter on the base coat, correct? Correct. Yep. First one's by hand. Cool. Uh, so what brand tools was Orlando and Antonio using? Orlando was straight Columbia. Okay. Through and, through. and uh, Antonio is straight tape tech. I mean, Orlando. Oh, funny. Actually, I don't even, I can't remember if he had any tape tech at that time. Uh, maybe a bazooka, but he got the Predator shortly after. I think right when it came out. Or how, do you know when it came out? Uh-uh. Predator? No, I think it, it's on it might my, have been it might be on my interview with Aaron and Elliot, but I cannot remember be a question for yeah. Columbia. But yeah, he liked the carbon fiber and I don't know if they were the first ones to do carbon fiber, but that's what he went with. All his boxes. Um he had a 10, 12, and a 14 uh, as far as boxes. And um 
his angle heads, I think, were Columbia too. But yeah, he he liked Columbia. Antonio was uh, tape tech and uh, drywall master. Okay. All right. Interesting. Some nice little rivalry there. Yeah. Yep. With the tools. And then you, I assume you got to use both. Yeah. Yeah. I got to work with uh, both. That's cool. That's great. Cause then you're like, you could see subtle differences between the tools. What did you end up going with? I have both. Uh, You have both. Okay. So, so take, take me through the differences in the tools that you have between tape tech and Columbia. So as far as like quality of boxes, I, it's honestly a horse apiece. I, I don't see a difference in from tape tech to sure. Columbia. I, sure. I like, I like Columbia's boxes. They, I like the way they look. That's, which is, yeah. means nothing. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, but I do, I like the black and silver. Yeah. Better um, brand, better branding. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. They're doing stuff right over there. No. But yeah, I like Tape Tech too. I uh, the first bazooka I bought was uh, or I got was a Tape Tech carbon fiber. Oh. Tape. Yeah, you went bazooka. with the Tape Tech versus uh, Columbia on the bazooka. I did because Orlando had the the Predator, so I had to try the the Tape Tech. But oh, okay, so you you were familiar with the Predator, you just wanted to try out the Tape Tech. Yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard good I... things about the Tape Tech bazooka. I've heard really good things. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that tube is great. I mean it's yeah. it still is. I've had it for three or four years. Uh, okay. Love it. Okay. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say I had a ton of time on the Predator. A uh, little okay. bit here and there with Orlando, but um, yeah, not enough to, I mean, say which one is better or worse. I'm sure they're right. Not so. until not until you like went on your own. Um, Cool. So you're with Orlando and Antonio. You've been with the company now maybe a couple years. How long were you finishing before you exited? And then we'll talk about we'll talk about that process of like moving away from facility to your own business, which is always another cool conversation. Yeah. So I I was finishing with Orlando before I uh, quit working for them yeah yeah um, how long how long were you ready you 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 were familiar yeah. with hanging you were familiar with studs you ha- had a good foundation you could run all the tools you could do level five did you guys do any texture in the in commercial so every once in a while we do houses um just i don't know they they'd been on a house they were uh, friends of the contractor locally so we okay. do houses and all us guys like to hang houses so we do knock down ceilings with orlando so orlando taught me how to spray and okay and uh yeah so so a little bit of knockdown i've never sprayed orange peel okay um i don't remember being on any jobs where they wanted it commercially and do you do never do you do level stuff. five now or do you do like uh hand texture uh, level five, like finish smooth. Yeah. 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 Majority of the stuff I do now is just smooth, uh, okay. smooth walls, smooth ceilings. And, and if it's texture, it's knocked down on the ceilings and that's pretty much it. Okay. You know, walls aren't getting sprayed really anymore. Okay. Um, smooth walls, knock down ceilings or smooth walls, smooth ceilings. So I'll skim okay. out ceilings that are necessary. And cool. Like so you're working with these boys and in the back of your mind, you're like, I got to get out on my own. Yeah, I mean, I I'd always had a an interest in starting my own business. 
Um, and it, I, I was doing a lot of side jobs. So I was trying to get my name established um, locally. Um, so I was doing that for, I probably taped with them for uh, two or three years. I would, I would say three from 2020 to 2023. Perfect. Yeah. That's, right, that's right like the length of a, an apprenticeship, a good apprenticeship. So you, you had a good foundation then. Yeah. I felt but not, you didn't really know how, or all of the ins and outs of running a business. So yeah, no, I'm still learning that. Yeah. Yeah. That one's like lifelong, but uh, you, so you, uh, how, how does that, how's that exit go? Um, good luck. Good luck, I, gringo. Good luck, gringo. We'll see you. In, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, we'll see you in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. You'll be back. Just wait. No, my dad, my dad helped me quite a bit, you know, okay. setting up the LLC and, and he was nice. not pushing me, but pushing me to do it. He's like, you know, um, supporting me, helping me. I, I didn't know what I was doing. What's you your know? dad's? Nobody does. What's your dad's name? Scott. Scott. Cool. Shout out to Scott for helping his boy. And why is your dad an entrepreneur? Why was he interested in helping you? So he's a, he's a CEO of a company here in town. So he's, there he's not, uh, he didn't start it, but yeah, he, he kind of knows, um, knows about that stuff. And, he knows about that. And stuff. he knew people that knew people. And yeah, we, if, like, if I ever have a question about that, he's the guy I call. Ah, uh, that's great. That's a good yeah, resource for you. Yeah. So sure. he kind of helped you get the the mechanics of the business going, maybe some clientele, but how did you how did you go about like setting up some of these early uh contractors? Were they contractors or were they more like remodels or side jobs, bathrooms? Yeah, so a lot of Did like you jump owners. did you jump off like I'm going to quit this day and in two weeks, you know, Hey guys, I'm giving my two weeks and then like, I'm done. I'm going to work for myself. I'm not going to fail. This is going to work no matter what, what was your attitude? Yeah, no, I went into it. Like it could go either way. You know, I didn't want to okay. just expect to, for everything to work out. I, I knew in the back of my mind, you know, it couldn't work out, but they, they had said to me, and this was huge. The uh, FBI facility enhancement said to me, uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll take you back. Like, and that's and so the nice smart. thing with them, one of the first big jobs I did, I mean, two months, three months after I quit there, they had subbed out this big commercial uh, job to me, uh, finishing it. Okay. So they they had given me a job right out of the gate. So yeah, I mean, the the relationship with them was cool. huge. I don't I don't know if I. I wouldn't have been nearly as confident to do it if I hadn't had that. So that was massive. Uh, well, shout out to facility enhancement for not being douchebags and giving, giving uh Cal a shot at, you know, cause I mean, what, what are you going to wrangle a cat? It's like, you, you know, some people just need to go out and do their own deal. Some people are more satisfied working for somebody else. It's no easy route working for yourself. As you've found out, it's a lot of, headache it's a lot of extra time bid work you know it's a lot of extra time away from your family when you're doing bids and working late because you you know you're under the gun to get this job done uh but it caters to different mindset for sure you know um cool so you jump out on your own do you, you call it cb drywall right away what how, how do you come up with that name so C and B, 
um, so my, I didn't, I didn't know what to call the company. Uh, my uncle does flooring. His company was B and B flooring. So I was like, well, I'll do C and B, you know, Cal yeah. and Bakeberg. And a lot of people were like, well, who's the B? And I'm like, well, I'm the B too. It's C and B. <laughs> Why do you have an and in there? I don't know. I've had that discussion a million times. Tell them it's your alter. Yeah, so, e tell them it's your alter ego. When you I are should. going, when you're going to bid the job, it's C. But when you're going to get the money, it's B. Like that's the Very that's true. the that's the asshole that likes like, hey, where's my money? Right. I've, yeah. I've been actually, done. I never thought. I've been it. done for thirty days now, sucker. This is Bakebird yeah. calling now. Yeah, that invoice <laughs> is due. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. So this was what year was this when C and B drywall get get started? Uh this was um oh I can't well two years ago. So the twenty twenty two. Okay. Very twenty three. Yeah. Very recent. Cool. Yeah, it's it's been two years, uh actually to right now. But two years to right now. And you have any employees? I do not. Nope. I have some uh, some guys that'll help me hang. Uh, nice. But tape, That's nice. But taping, it's just uh, there's not a lot of finishers out there, so it's just basically me finishing. Yeah. Do you think you'll train somebody one day? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> if, if my son wants to get into it, he's only three, but <laughs> I might force it into him at first. But no, I, I uh, really would like to find an employee. But yeah. Yeah. You, you know as well as I do. It's uh, it's it's hit or miss. And, and I, I was just talking to somebody about this, but I said, yeah, I just, I don't want to spend all that time training somebody in and then they just leave. But I did the same thing. But if somebody, I'll train somebody in and they want to start their business and we can work together. That's, that's definitely something I'm interested in. Totally. To totally. Yeah. That's even hard to find. I mean, or you find somebody that's doing it already and you partner up with them or something, you know? Um, yeah. It's challenging. That part is challenging. It, it, it's almost even more beneficial, especially at 25, because you have energy to just like one job at a time. We'll book out. If you can't wait, like go find somebody else. You know, I'm good. I'll get the job done. But, you know, try not to get mm -hmm. overextended, you know, these sorts of things. But like I, I can do what I can do. You know, are you running into challenges with that saying no? Yeah. You know, yeah all of a sudden it's like, minus. I've worked, you know, 60 hours this week, man. I haven't seen my kids. Like I haven't seen my wife. Like, yeah, I think prioritizing family has uh, become a huge thing for me. Yeah. Uh, trying to find a balance in it uh, is tricky because you do have deadlines and then you have the homeowner's deadline, but you also know when you're supposed to be at the next one and, and stuff yeah. like that. So, so yeah. And then you don't want to get so overbooked to where people are irritated about how right. you're never there. You know, you say yeah. you're going to be there and you're not. So it's, I've tried to, to dial that in. It's a tricky thing because you never want to stop bidding. If you stop bidding, you stop working. So it's right. 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 And you get on the hook or you start two or three, you got them started and then you're jumping around and that's like, you know, a waste of time. You know, yeah, you're hauling <laughs> tools and yeah, it's yeah. tough, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. People don't think about that when you run your, they're just thinking all these dollar signs and it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> you got to have insurance and you got to, you know, there's a lot of overhead when you're running your own company uh, right. with just bureaucracy and things like that. 
So when did you find out about uh, Fresco? You've done a couple jobs or one job or something? So just, just uh, I did a whole room at my house and then I okay. a wall at my dad's and then I did a wall in my living room. How'd you, um, how'd you find out about it? So I, I can't remember exactly how I, I was always interested in Venetian plaster, never have done it to this day. And I yeah. didn't realize how much went into it. You know, it's a, and trying yeah. to get this stuff is yeah, whatever. But yeah. um, so I think I was that exotic finishes the guy on Instagram. I don't yeah. know. I think it's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. yeah, I always like looking at his stuff, and then yeah, I might have been on YouTube just looking at Venetian plaster stuff or drywall or whatever, you know, just searching. And I think I bumped into it uh, there. Okay. And I was like, "Wow, this is this is cool. Like, I think I could do this." So yeah. that's when I I had done the first room at my house just to try it out, and yeah, it was a blast. Me. Did you do a uh, Did you do a sample pack? Did I send you a sample pack? You did, yeah. And I need to make samples, and I know everyone says that, but yeah, samples. Because I've I've told people about it. You know, I'll do a job, and I'll be like, "Hey, you know, do you guys have any accent walls in here? Do you want an accent?" Wall? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, I'll show them a picture. I'll send them the website, but they can't actually see it. And you have to, you can't you just look at a picture of it to see what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I've told people, you know, swing over to my house, check it out, you know, whatever. That's uh, after you yeah. get them on the hook, though. Like you get them on the hook with the sample board. So you show them a sample board. They can get it in all these colors. And then they're like, well, do you have any? Can we see it? You know, I'll get that a lot. And once I bring them to my studio, it's like instant sale. Yeah. You know, it's, they got to see it's it. It's such a cool product. Yeah. Thank it's you. Just, you have to see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Pictures don't, pictures never do it justice, really. Um, and uh, did you, so the finish that you did at your house, was that over existing texture? So it was plaster walls. Yeah. And then it had oh, okay. that sand uh, uh, texture to it. So yeah, it was, it was covering up ugly old plaster walls. So I, uh, that was the first one I did. Nice. So you didn't have to like re-skim and then repaint. You just did the fresco. I just did the fresco. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I never painted before. I didn't really have yeah. interesting so. It's a little yeah, soft. Are the kids perfect. are the kids beating the hell out of it? No, no, not in that room. She's still young. <laughs> but yeah, the, they uh, will. They will. They'll the drive their cars, drive their yeah. cars down and stuff. Right. Yeah, but it's if okay. You, you can you can always reskim. Yeah, and if you double seal it, is it a uh, is it? I mean, the more sealer coats you put on it, does it get stronger? Or, yeah, yeah, sure. Just, you as bet. much as it can. Yeah, you can layer up sealer. Uh, but I mean, I just. I, in my own house, it was like, I did all the walls and just let them get beat up. And then you can always re-skim certain walls, get more uh, traction than others. And you can always re-skim and reseal them. They look like brand mm -hmm. new. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, yeah, very cool. And this is something that you would like to maybe one day incorporate into your business model. Yeah, absolutely. It's. Uh, I mean, these houses that you're finishing, like it could be like, hey, I can do this finish on all these walls, dude. You know, like for X amount, here's the square footage price. Like you can du literally double your profit margin from house to house and you would be very sought after at that point. You know, right. this, give, this gives you like a, a, a crazy like poison arrow in your quiver, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely would love to do it. It's, uh, yeah, sample boards are are my uh, a huge thing right now, and I have a ton of uh, colors from you, so it's not like it's 
that hard to cut a scrap from a house I'm working on right now. You know, yeah. cut a couple of scraps, bring them home and, you know. Have you been watching Sean Ramston at all? Like, have you been following him with Brawley's dad construction? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did. Cam. He did a live. Yeah. And Cam, he did a live video where he was making some samples one night. We use Masonite or OSB is a good thing. Like a really thin, like board. And oh, then really? he, he masked it off. Uh, yeah. On his page, he does like a live video where he's making like it's a three part where he does base coat second coat and sealer and his samples looked really good um it's just a matter of doing it for sure i would i would separate out like a time at my house or whatever have four buckets however many colors you have have that many buckets have four boxes of mud mix up all four base coat base coat base coat you know what i mean do four mm-hmm. and just do them all. And then if you use clean water and put a lid on it, that it'll all keep, you know, mark the top, which color it is. And then, uh, that's it, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I, I have a bucket a, of them. Maybe a Sunday afternoon too. And even like you can get the, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of fun actually. Get the kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Kids can, I, you know, yeah. put out, lay out some plastic and like do a blob on down. They can like smear it all over themselves. I mean, it's all the colors water based. You know, I don't think they would get sick if they, they should probably not eat it. But like, you know what I mean? It's pretty safe. It's pretty organic. Yeah. But it is, I think a little drywall mud is good for everyone. Everyone. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to get a little. If it was bad, like, you know, drywall guys would be dropping like flies. So, right. Um, yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, a pearl of wisdom. Well, now before the pearl of wisdom, let's do uh, a system or a tool or something that you've learned recently. It could be two months. It could be six months in the trade or business I'll throw in that maybe you didn't think would work that you've shifted maybe the way you're thinking and that you doing the, doing it this new way works really well better than you could have imagined so i mean the only thing i can think of is is i tried um trim corner bead uh their their vinyl low low profile rigid or something it's yeah. a really sharp corner yeah and i i really like those beads that i mean installing cool. them it installing them takes you know longer than a paper Why? bead. you just well, spray glue staple and then mesh and then that corner is i mean and then you can box those corners so i i really enjoy that part i mean it just time wise it's so much faster i said totally do you box on the base coat also the first coat yeah yeah well not all the time but i i tried it on a house and in I mean, the more you run the box on that corner over and over again, you just kind of want to eliminate that, whether it's vinyl or whatever it is. But so uh, normally I like to throw it on by hand, but for sure. And I run uh, a 12 and a 15 inch box too. So. Yeah, but you could turn around, unlike tape on, you have to let it dry. Uh, with this system, you could turn around and box it. Right away. Yeah. yeah. And there's no waiting. And Okay. So yeah, I guess the vinyl corner bead has been a new thing for me. It's it's hard to get it here. I had to order it, and it took okay. a couple of weeks. So I just have to yeah. stay on top of it. But 
Yeah, yeah. Trans- just order trans- like maybe order like a case, you know, or just if you're gonna use it, order a shitload, you know. Yeah, I ordered three last time, and, and I'm out of them now. But yeah, it's yeah, it's a great product. I mean, Trimtex across the board is yeah. I mean, they don't make anything that I don't like, so it's there. You go. Great. Tr- little little uh, shout out to Trimtex. And they and Trimtex has been big supporters of mine. Uh, they're supporters in the drywall community, and uh, uh, I know Joe. They make good products. I've been to the factory. Um, he runs a solid business. He takes care of his employees. Like those guys are solid. So uh, shout mm-hmm. out to them. Uh, Pearl of wisdom from the great Cal Bakeberg at twenty five. You could bestow on the drywall community. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Family's always first. Uh, and, drywall. So and then I would say I would say keep your seams tight to all the hangers out there. That's, that's family. It goes family, country, God, uh, drywall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and keep your seams tight. <laughs> keep your seams tight. Uh uh, what do you mean? When you hang, keep your seams tight? Yeah, it was just something my foreman used to always joke about. Cal, make sure you're keeping those seams tight. So now it's just kind of pounded in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a running joke. Makes it easier to finish, man. Uh, Cal Bakebird at a Cocado, Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. Cocado, (laughs) you nailed it. Cocado, C and B Drywall, 25 years young. Runs his own business, has for two years. Do you see yourself changing or going back to facility anytime soon? You're 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 at home here. You want to grow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do want to grow. Uh, finding good employees and and uh, grow it. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Love yeah, it, man. This is this is it. So cool. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. This is a fantastic interview. Very technical. Uh, I think people are going to dig it. You know, this is like the quintessential drywall person's uh, episode. You know, a lot of good information about starting your own business, how you came up, talk a little bit about the tools, some, you know, uh, finishing strategy, which is always fun and cool. Um, Little fresco in there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm I'm working on it for sure. I definitely want Uh, to. It's hard. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. We are not, we're not salesmen. You know, a builder comes to us, they're like, I need a house finished. Give me a price. It doesn't, you know, us inserting Fresco into the equation is outside the box. They don't know it exists. We've never sold it. It's like, hey, man, you know, check this stuff out. No other builders are doing this. Nobody's doing this in this area. I We can do... You know, I can throw out five accent walls in the next house for a thousand bucks, man. Pick a color. Here's what it looks mm-hmm. like. We don't, I'm practiced at it now, but we don't do that, you know? And, no. and what I've found is like, I've sold so many jobs just like, hey, have, have you seen this stuff that I do? You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and and then after a while, people start to come to you because you're like the special wall guy. It's, yeah, that's, for sure. that's how it shifts. Oh, oh, uh, Cal does this specialty finish. It's really cool. The builders will talk, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very neat product, and uh, you don't have to put this in the podcast, but I do appreciate how you uh, handle uh, business that way. I mean, just for the short time, 
I've ordered stuff. One time I, I had messaged you on Instagram because I thought I ordered the wrong color. And it was, well, nine o'clock for me. And you called me just, hey, yeah. like, yeah. like yeah, I think I got the wrong color. I was like, holy, this is a drywall podcast guy. I'm talking yeah. to on the phone. Just yeah. stuff like that. I, that's, yeah. That goes a long ways. And I'm sure you know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's important. It's important to me and it's important to, you know, I'm sure you would do the same for your clients. You know, that's just how we yeah. are, you know. So I'll do that as long as I can. Hopefully I get so busy one day that like we have a, I w- it would still be important to me to have a team that like answers the damn phone or at least two people right. or, you know, somebody's got it, you know, customer service is very big, you know, whether you're in yeah. whether you're running a drywall business or whether you're running a product business it's i think it's paramount you know so yeah it's definitely important i appreciate the compliment man uh cool well we will uh we'll follow up you're gonna get a swag bucket from csr eventually they don't come right away but uh we'll throw some cool stuff in there maybe we get a uh, tech dry tool from Corey. have you have you do you have a tech dry yet no, I almost ordered one though. <laughs> hey, you actually shouldn't even send me one because I should just order one because I was going to order one anyways. Well, what I'll a send, cool thing. I'll send you one. And then when you get the swag bucket, you have two. Okay, sweet. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate it too. It's, yeah. Uh, it was fun I, to talk drywall. So it's cool to talk drywall, man. Yeah. I always get a uh, kick out of it. All right, Cal. You have a good rest of your day and we'll talk soon, man. Awesome. Thanks. All right, bud. Later. Yeah. yeah. Special thanks to Cal Bakeberg for being with us on the Drywall Podcast today. Episode 86, how cool is that? How cool is it that he's 25 and running his own business? That is ridiculous. Uh, Shout out to you, Cal. And also, you're going to get a sweet swag bucket from our friends over at CSR. Eventually, be on the lookout for that. Also, I would like to give a shout out to our new friends from across the pond, GWI. Thank you so much for sponsoring this month, the month of March on the Drywall Podcast. Established in 2021, GWI is UK's fastest growing independent drywall finishing supplies store. They supply it, you apply it. You can find out more about GWI online at www.gwiltd.com or by visiting the store in Swindon if you happen to be in England. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. for all your drywall finishing needs. I think I have Ben Cole, owner of GWI, talked into coming on the Drywall Podcast but that can neither be confirmed nor denied. Thank you so much for joining us on the Drywall Podcast today. This was a good one. Next week's is going to be even more awesome. We have Clayton Ellery, Ace Wolf Interior Plaster, out of New Zealand, uh, of all places, with us on the Drywall Podcast. Looking forward to that one. Until then, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. And remember, keep drywalling. <laughs>